Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, the only LAFC podcast featuring a 19th century French tapestry. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of LAFC's regular season matchup against the San Jose Earthquakes, which is this Saturday, May 6th at 4.30 p.m. in San Jose. You can get it on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV+. And as always, we'll be live streaming 10 minutes after the game with our post-game call-in show on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. Subscribe there now and you can get notified when we go live. Later in the show, we'll be playing a game and learning all the storylines for this week's game against San Jose. But first, because our audience will mail us death threats if we don't do it, it's time for listener-mandated banter. I said it as if there's a sound that we're going to play, but we don't have a... We don't. Maybe we should have one. Maybe we should have a sound. Yeah. I mean, I think that we could, you know, apply to music school or something like that and... See if we can try to learn from experts on yeah music Yo-Yo production, Ma. music theory. Learn how to really create a song. Lydia Tarr. Who's that? Lydia Tarr. <laughs> I haven't. You seen don't that. know about Lydia Tarr is a fictional composer from the movie Tarr. Yeah, I really need to see that. There's been a good handful of movies that have come out in the last year or two that have been like, oh, I bet this will be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and I don't see it. <laughs> Tar fucking rules. Tar, I mean, Tar is a movie that like, maybe it's not for everyone. It's so slow that every scene is 20 minutes long, but I think it's maybe one of the best movies ever made. It's so fucking cool. Whoa. And like it had, it, it, Kate Blanchett is the best. It was awesome. It ruled. She's amazing. You should see it, but it's not yeah, for everyone. So if you see it and don't like it, I think you don't have taste. Great. I really wanted to see that movie, and I really wanted to see everything uh, everywhere all at once. Yeah, everything. you got it. 
everywhere all at once. Yeah, you did it I twice. I just can't say it wrong. I don't know how to say it wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and Triangle of Sadness looked awesome, too. Yeah, I like that one the least of the three, but I did like it. Okay. We're just talking about movies. This is what banter's all about. Always- just talking about movies yeah. that came out six you know months ago. movies get made, Travis? Yeah, I do, and we're fucking shutting them down, Darren. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let me tell a story quickly of one of the coolest things that I, I've ever seen. Great. I saw it on the picket line today. You're definitely so having much more interesting days than me right now. <laughs> it, it, well, it's it's weird. Like, I didn't do really anything much today. But so I'll try to tell it quickly because it's sort of a – I want to make sure everyone understands. So we're – I'm in the Writers Guild. We're film and TV writers. We're picketing the studios because they're trying to turn our jobs, which are jobs that used to be jobs that could be careers, into gig jobs that they can hire us and fire us off day rates. They can pay us less. And eventually, we'll just get rid of writers' rooms altogether and replace us with computers, which there you want to do. So we went on strike, and we've been picketing outside of all the movie studios. And the reason you pick it outside of each gate is that the Teamsters, which is another very strong union, has a rule amongst their members. They don't cross picket lines. If two people are at a gate with picket signs, they will not go through that gate. So we want to have people at every entrance because if the trucks can't come in, the productions get shut down. The productions get shut down. The studios lose hundreds of thousands of dollars on that production that day. The more money they lose, the faster they lose it, the shorter the strike will be, and the sooner they'll come to the negotiating table and stop trying to destroy our careers. So all of that is to say there's a weird legal loophole called the neutral gate. It's a labor law loophole where there's a solo gate on every lot where anyone who works for a company that isn't one of the struck companies can go in and out without crossing a picket line. So they don't have to make any moral choices or whatever. And the Writers Girl huh. Guild puts one or two people at those neutral gates. I don't really know why they exist. It seems sort of bullshit. But they put one or two people at that gate not to protest, but to observe and to make sure no one's trying to sneak in through that gate that shouldn't be sneaking in through that gate. And because the observers are there... The security at the lot is turning around people that aren't supposed to be there, which wasn't the case a few days ago. So it's working as it should be. People are people get a little annoyed when it happens, but it is, you know, the point of a strike is to cause a little pain to the studios so that, you know, we can be paid fairly from these multi-billion dollar companies. So I was an observer at a neutral gate today and I watched a few different cars get turned around. It was working. And I watched this kid pull up. He was in his 20s and he shows his badge and uni security. It was at Universal Studios, turned him around. And he, he said, you can't come in this gate. I'm sorry. And the kid started talking to me and I thought he was going to be angry at me because a few people had been angry with us after we turned around. And he explained that he was a PA and he had lunch for his bosses and he had explained to his bosses, he's not going to cross a picket line. He won't do it. And his bosses said, don't worry, just take, go in through the neutral gate, even though he wasn't allowed. They just lied to him, basically saying you basically forcing him to cross a picket line to do his job. And he said he wouldn't do it. And he said, do you guys on the picket line want my boss's lunches? Because I'm not going to go <laughs> through this picket line. Like, and it sounds like it sounds like not a big deal, but a PA is the worst fucking job there is in Hollywood. You do so much bullshit work for so many rich people who treat you so poorly. And for this kid to put his livelihood on the line, know his bosses are going to be upset and to show solidarity with us and to not cross a picket line was so fucking moving to me. Like he could have just easily drove through and we wouldn't have been, 
you know, we don't want anyone to cross the picket line, but he's a kid. We get it. It was so moving. And he didn't. He fucking gave his lunch away. Like, it was amazing. And so, so now awesome. that I say all this story, I, if you're listening and you want to help members of crew that are being hurt by our labor action, because there are people who are being hurt oh, yeah. by this, I'm going to put a link in the show notes that is for the Entertainment Something Fund. I forget what it is. Strike Fund. And if you go to movie, you go do the drop down, you do movies and TV, all the money that you donate will go directly to crew members, not to writers. It'll go to crew that are being hurt by this, that are losing some money out of this. Any crew members that you know that are hurt by our strike, send them to this fund. They can get money. No questions asked. Writers are donating. Anyone can donate. Please go and donate. That was a lot of banter, and I'm sorry for telling it for so long, but it was so fucking cool. I just no, want to tell great. the world how cool you this is. You said it seems is. like not a big deal. It seems like a huge deal. It was, it's so, I mean, it's a situation where small gestures can, ha- can be very symbolic, but also very impactful in a practical way. I'm never like, going to forget like, it. I, I will I, never not huge. cross a picket line. Like, or I will never... <laughs> I will never not cross a picket line. Means when I see one, I get out of my car and I cross. <laughs> Everything always, whoever is everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just was like, I'm going to end when other fucking unions go on strike in this town. I'm going to walk with them. I'm not crossing any of those picket lines. It fucking rules that they did that. And if anyone knows who that kid is, I want to know his name so I can make sure he gets a, a writer's PA job after all this. Let's start the show, Darren. This is way too long for banter. <laughs> No, that was a beautiful story. I have all the time in the world for it. Let's start the show. Look, I love LAFC as much as the next fan, but I'm also aware of the fact that loving LAFC is not a whole personality. So I have other (laughs) stuff going on in my life to make sure I can be a well-rounded adult who's fully engaged with society. And it's not easy to do. It takes up a lot of time. I I really can't remember if I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but I have a home and a family, <laughs> and my wife, three children, and a dog. I haven't read this And one. a full-time job <laughs> where I go to an office and do work and hold myself accountable for my actions, which is why I'm so grateful for Travis. Because while I'm doing all those things, being a serious person, etc., I know that when he's not sleeping in, experimenting with drugs, or going to sex parties, he's focused 100% on <laughs> LAFC, as if it is a whole personality. So every week, he tells me what's important about the team's next match. In a segment we call Storylines. Darren, that was your best one yet. It was your best one. It made me laugh. Um, (laughs) It made me think. It made me feel. And if anyone wants to go to the sex parties with me, let me know. I've always okay. Well, I meant the listeners. I don't do it with yeah, yeah. It's got to be strangers, or it's not as hot. Exactly. I know we are riding high after the four-one aggregate trouncing of the Philadelphia Union in the semifinals of the Champions League. I know we are all still dreaming of that Apoku rocket, that John McCarthy save, that Jacob Glesnitz getting really angry because he's a dork. But we have another game in a few days, Darren. And it's against our quasi-rivals up north, the San Jose Earthquakes. And that brings us to the first storyline of the game, which is this. We have a long history 
of absolutely embarrassing the San Jose earthquakes. We beat them five to one in 2020. We beat them five to zero in 2019 in San Jose. We beat them four to zero again that very same year. They love being humiliated by us so much. I'm convinced it's their kink. They are so <laughs> much into getting beaten by us. What? Now, I, is that a rivalry? What? Well, I'll get into it. So now in the recent two seasons, it's been slightly more evenly matched. This year, San Jose is currently fifth in the West with 15 points to our 18, but LAFC has two games in hand. Regardless if San Jose prevails, they will be tied with us in points in the West. So it is an important game for both sides. But if you're a fan for either team, you know that San Jose fears playing Los Angeles. And we absolutely love playing the earthquakes. It's technically a rivalry, but it doesn't carry the same air of anxiousness or fear that our matches against the Galaxy have. Why, Darren? Well, that brings us to our next storyline. Every single time we play in San Jose, our fans take over the fucking building. There was a famous video from a few years ago where you could literally see the stadium shaking from our chance, people jumping up and down. Did you see that video, Darren? No, I haven't it's seen fucking that. wild. Let's it makes me worried about the structural integrity of the building. <laughs> that must be why they're playing at Levi Stadium. Oh, Darren, you're getting ahead of me here. I'm about to talk oh, about it. Yeah, uh, it's, so it was. I had it was to do in, research for the first time for the game. Oh the, yeah, there you go. The game I, segment, I, so I, oh, I suddenly like know things now. <laughs> doing research is your whole personality. <laughs> you okay? Uh, you okay? Uh, I just start crying. Um, <laughs> We always head up to San Jose in massive numbers, and San Jose was so tired of being outmanned in their own building, Darren, they decided to move the game to Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play. And they're dubbing it the Bay versus L.A. Okay. Good (laughs) try. Yeah. Sometimes people think rhyming is clever, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it's just easy. And that is an easy one. The team is making a big event out of the game, so more of their supporters will attend. And our traveling contingent will be seen as like even smaller because it's in a bigger stadium. It's basically like when they make taller actors stand further back when they're acting with Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise Mm -hmm. doesn't seem Mm -hmm. short. It's just a percent, like a depth perception thing. But practically speaking, they're just having it in a place that can actually hold all the LAFC fans that are coming. Right. It's a uh, (laughs) all they're doing is making a little bit more room for us. But I do think a lot more LAFC fans are traveling. So we'll see how it goes. The Levi game is to take more money from our supporters who are making uh, the journey while also trying to make their own supporter culture look bigger. It's a real ass boondoggle. San Jose's biggest rivalry has always been the Galaxy in a match that they call the California Classico. Everyone's always trying to make every rivalry the Classico. And I just want to say, I know that that's like cool to some people. I want them weird. I want El Trafico. I want uh, Life is Hell or whatever they call the one in the middle of the country. I want the Beef and Broccoli Bowl, which Austin versus Dallas. That's the shit that I want. I don't want Classico shit. It's obvious in recent years that San Jose's felt like we've taken the Galaxy rivalry from them. Galaxy fans care way more about beating us than they do San Jose anymore. And San Jose very much has little brother syndrome in the California rivalry space. Darren, you're a little brother. What Mm -hmm. does that feel like? Oof. I mean, you're just watching somebody be more successful than you before Mm -hmm. you have a chance to be that successful. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's tough. You're in the shadow. So then maybe so San Jose has had time to be better than us, and they're not. So maybe they're a deadbeat older brother. I think that might be what it is. Yeah, they're yeah. They're maybe the galaxy's little brother. And they're yes. the middle child. They're our older brother, and the galaxy. They're the middle child brother. who like still lives at home, and, and like they, they still don't notice that they're around. They live in the basement, but they call it their apartment because there's a separate uh-huh. entrance. And right. they, you know, they smoke a lot of weed, but not in a way that's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. This um, is perfect. Yeah. yeah. What's different this year, though, is that San Jose is finally playing really good soccer. Christian Espinoza, the 28-year-old Argentinian winger, is an early MVP candidate, already scoring six goals and dropping three assists in the first 10 minutes of or 10 minutes <laughs> in the first 10 matches of the, six goals and three assists in 10 minutes would be he should that win would MVP. Be very impressive. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, totally. Bolonga. In the first 10 matches of the season, Jeremy Abobasi is also a fantastic fo- forward. Abobasi is also a name that sounds a lot like a Pokemon, like Abobasi. <laughs> There's more Pokemon sounding names in MLS than any other league I've ever paid attention to. Do you know, enough, I know I feel, do you know Pokemon's names in recent generations? Because no, I could write a game really. that could be funny that is MLS player or Pokemon that we or, could play. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, let's do that. I don't that. know That's anything, fun. so uh, that, I think that means we should play. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> Abobasi, I choose you. People would be mad if I didn't mention Cade Cowell, the 19-year-old American winger who has not yet scored a goal this season. People think he's going to be great on the U.S. national team, but he hasn't been that great this season for the Earthquakes. And their defense is held down by Rodriguez, a 25-year-old Brazilian who's on loan with the club right now, and he's maybe their best player on the season behind Espinosa. This game is one that both teams want to win, Darren, but I do have some questions about our roster heading to the game, which brings us to another important storyline. Where the fuck is Giorgio Chiellini? He's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Is he missing? Should we go looking for him? I don't know. He's tied up somewhere. Oh, no. I'd believe anything. (laughs) You don't know it? You're a fucking idiot. Everything I I said, I could just made up five five players' names. They're not real. I just mean that anything's kind of plausible. You never, like... If you told me it's because he's injured, I'd believe it. If you told me it's because he's just trying to take a rest or like go on vacation, I'd believe. Like he has this combination of like he's old and somewhat frail, but also like so respected that it's Mm -hmm. like who knows? Anything makes sense. He also did like some sketchy stuff with Juventus. Like when Juventus was like having their money problems or whatever, he was involved. So I'm like, maybe (laughs) he owed money to the wrong people. (laughs) Sure. Sure, um, could be that too. I knew he would probably not play against Philly, but our beautiful Italian dad didn't even suit up. Is he actually injured? Are we just resting him? Do we need him if we have long Mario and Maldonado? Darren, answer all of these questions for me. Yes, no, yes. Yeah, I th- think that those are right. I agree with all of those answers. <laughs> That was hard. I, well, he was a late minute scratch against the Galaxy, and that was the first time we saw any hint of an injury. And he has not played since. Mm-hmm. I, and we've been okay without him, but I still think he's we need him. I, look, I've been conditioned. Like the bar has been set with Gareth Bale, yeah. so I, I have a very high tolerance for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have hope that it's going to work out in the end. <laughs> Everything's fine, you know. Worst case scenario, he just trots into the end of the cup and figures it out and contributes somehow. He's already contributed more. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He didn't play in the MLS Cup Finals because because they don't play him against Philly because they're too fast. And that went pretty well. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Hey, that went pretty good, Giorgio. We also saw Mario, Tillman, and Long all get banged up against Philly. Are they all still fit? Another big roster question I have for Saturday, and I think this will be really interesting over the next few games. Has Bogus officially taken the starting spot from Apoku and Buke? He's looked the best of the three of them all so far this season. Do you think we should give him the spot over a Poku at this point? I thought last game was very interesting because the the play callers mentioned that Trondolo said that he was starting Bogus because he was more goal oriented, which I thought was interesting. And then interesting. he didn't do too much, and a Poku scored when he came in. <laughs> so I thought that was like a really fun wrinkle to the situation. It also it's could like, be one oh, of those coaches. Who's goal oriented? Like, Which one's like goal the, oriented? Is the guy who scored or not? Like you know, you hear all those stories about coaches like using reverse psychology or whatever. Maybe he did it so a Poku would be like, "Fuck you, Steven. I'm that gonna call him Steven Chirundolo from now on." <laughs> Steven. <laughs> that honestly sounds more plausible to me. That like Bogus is he hasn't been on the team for that long and scored enough goals to be to call him goal oriented. Yeah, <laughs> like, he hasn't scored any goals, but he has looked the best of the three of them. Another thing to think about as we look at our roster on Saturday, we have a U.S. Open Cup match on Tuesday against Monterey Bay FC. And that brings us to the final storyline of the week. Which characters from Big Little Lies are currently season ticket holders for Monterey Bay FC? (laughs) Oh, my God. I totally. So now I am the casual fan that I'm supposed to be. I thought that was like an LAFC 2 thing. No. So for those of you who don't know, the U.S. Open Cup is a tournament where any competitive team in American soccer can enter and potentially win enough that they end up playing MLS teams. It's like the FA Cup in England. Any tier can join. So uh, Monterey Bay is in the USL, which is like the second division where the Las Vegas lights are. It's sort of being usurped as a second division from MLS Next or whatever they're called, wherever LAFC 2 plays in. But US, USL is like Tampa Bay route. Actually, I don't fucking know what to, I know the Hartford Athletics in, in USL. It, it's confusing wasn't, now because we sort of have two second division. Wasn't there tiers. a team that made it pretty far in the in this tournament last year from yes. USL? Yes. Um, Orlando something? Well, Orlando yeah. is in MLS, Darren. Yeah, but maybe there's another <laughs> Orlando team. I don't there know. Was That's a, the name of the city that came to mind. <laughs> I think it was last year. It was one of the recent seasons the Sacramento Republic made it really far. 
they made it to like the final four, the team out of Sacramento. But that's it's fun. Like the smaller teams get through. But if I were to guess, I would say LAFC cares about the US Open Cup least of all the tournaments. Monterey's in the second division, as I said. They're going to be playing their fucking hearts out on Tuesday to try to upset the MLS Cup champions. If they were playing any team besides us, I would be rooting for Monterey Bay FC. Currently, they're sixth in the Western Conference of the USL with 12 points in eight games. And I absolutely refuse to do any other research on them. I'm not going to look it up. And, you know, who cares? (laughs) The season is grueling enough. (laughs) (laughs) And those are our storylines for this week. When we come back, we're going to play a game about San Jose. And we're back. They're named after a natural disaster their fans are consistently victims of. They're in the same state, but they're not the galaxy, and they're not one of the cities that matter, like San Diego, San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento. I could probably name more. (laughs) And they have their own stadium, but for some reason they're hosting us in a massive NFL stadium for this game. We've heard all the soccer storylines that matter, but now it's time to learn about other bullshit that's kind of related to San Jose Quakes in a game we're calling Do You Know the Way to Levi Stadium? Levi Stadium. <laughs> Did you record that in a bathroom? <laughs> yeah. I put a little effect on it, so hopefully we don't get dinged. <laughs> song for copyright. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> it's pair use, use, guys. I'm familiar with the laws. Um, Travis, this is a pretty standard trivia game. I mm-hmm. put a bunch of bullshit together, but it will be fun. Great. Are you I ready love fun. to answer yeah, some yeah, questions? Yeah. Great. I would love to answer questions. see how well you know. What? I said I would love answering questions. Yeah. It's like an interview. But it's not about you. Yeah, that's what I like least about it. Yeah, that's fair. So this was to see how well, how much you know about San Jose. But then also like any kind of topic that's like, this is like a word cloud situation. You know what I mean? Like anything that's kind of like. but go ahead. (laughs) You'll you'll see. Okay. Question number one. Which of the following actual blue MLS mascots is the San Jose Earthquakes official mascot? Is it A, a blue loon named PK? B, a blue dog named Blue the Dog? C, a weird humanish blue dude named Q? Or D, a blue snake named Fang? Okay. Snake is Philly. The loon is Minnesota. The dog, I don't know. So it's between the two middle ones. It was the dog or Q. Q is quake. What is what is what does the Q look like? Uh, it's a weird humanish blue dude. Yeah, it's that one. Okay, C. The answer is C. You're right. Yeah, Q. It's Q. You did your own research. Q. I love Q. Uh, Q. Uh, if you want to know anything about what's really going on in Hollywood, look up <laughs> Q. <laughs> What's really going on in the MLS? <laughs> Look closer. Uh, which of the following is not a real name of a San Jose Earthquake supporters group? A, San Jose Ultras. B, Club Quake. C, Where We Go, One We Go All. D, <laughs> Soccer Silicon Valley. Oh, I went through all of them. That's the last one. D. <laughs> okay. It, it's definitely C because Where We Go, One We Go All is a QAnon slogan. <laughs> Well, the mascot is Q. I don't know. It's C. 
Maybe it is. Maybe the whole thing's a call. Okay. I know way right. too it's much good. about QAnon for you to find <laughs> <laughs> If you don't, as well, someone who is Q on is. Reddit nonstop, and you think I don't know where we go one, we go all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he it says it right there. It's Q. He's Q. He's he's not even hiding. <sighs> Question three: Levi Stadium capacity is sixty eight. What if that mascot is the Q, is Q? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> have you seen? I, I have you seen what this mascot looks no. like? It's completely ridiculous. I'll it's just it a right human now. who's blue. There's actually a pretty fun story behind it. It's like uh, there was an earthquake and it was like a displaced person who like <laughs> subsisted on a lot of blueberries and like eventually made his way down to the stadium and they like he let him hang out. <laughs> it's the weirdest shit. It's it's supposed to be like wait it's supposed to be like a person who lost their home in an earthquake. <laughs> Sort of, I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't when you name your team after a natural disaster, there's no like fun, upbeat yeah, narrative he you does, can apply he, to. <laughs> he does look like like Doc from Back to the Future if he was a Muppet. Yeah, it's a combination of like that and a Smurf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. It's real fun. Everybody Google it. Okay. Number three, Levi Stadium's capacity is sixty eight thousand five hundred. If attendance on Saturday is equal to the Quake's current average attendance, approximately how full will the stadium be? <laughs> A, 20%, which is the same as the discount you get on food trucks, merch, and youth camps and clinics if you become a 2023 Quake season ticket holder and help raise this number. Is it B, 36%, same as the portion of their lineup that was fined this week for inciting and or escalating a mass confrontation on the field versus Austin FC? Is it C, 2.7%, the same as San Jose's current odds of winning the MLS Cup this year? Or is it D, 40%, same as the games they've won of the 10 games they've played this season? Darren, this is a good question. This is hard because I believe you that all those numbers are true. They are. <sighs> I'm going to go, I know that they don't do well in like Aviant Stadium or whatever. So I'm going <laughs> to go, so it's their current, their current, average capacity transposed uh, what percentage of that is in levi would it be in levi stadium their current average attendance like how many people actually yeah, yeah, show yeah. up to their games on average and then what uh, percent that amount if of that people was, in levi stadium okay i'm gonna go with 20 percent a that is correct yeah quakes quakes 23 average attendance. <laughs> you're doing well average attendance is 14,163 which is 28th of 29 teams uh, for reference, LAFC's average is 20, 21,489. <laughs> if we add the average LAFC attendance to theirs, then we the stadium would be 52% full. So, <laughs> so the stadium's going to be fucking empty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. The median rent price for a one-bedroom apartment nationwide is $1,495. In Los Angeles, it's $2,400, the eighth Each. highest in the country. In San Jose, it's A, $2,200, B, $2,600, C, $2,500, or D, I get the point, it's higher than Los Angeles, making this a rare opportunity to punch up on this issue by vaguely implying it's nothing but rich tech bros, and also B, $2,600 specifically. <laughs> D, it's D. It's D, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you said everything out loud that I was about to say. <laughs> well, who who cares? You know, why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's rich tech bros and our college friend, Laura Poulton. 
Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. I thought you were going to say rich tech bros and their families and or roommates if they exist. (laughs) (laughs) Rich tech bros and whoever they live with. A dog. Okay. uh, Question number five. Which of the following is true about Levi's Stadium sponsor, Levi Strauss and Company? A, in 2019, Levi's became one of only two major clothing brands with commitments in line with the Paris Climate Agreement. B, in 1991, 3% of their made-in-the-USA label jeans sold that year were actually made by laborers in China under, according to U.S. Department of Labor, slave-like conditions. (laughs) Or C, let's not worry about what they did or didn't allegedly do. We're here to talk about soccer and a brand-friendly setting that could attract future sponsors. Besides, I shudder to think about what the alleged atrocities were that may or may not have been committed by BMO Bank or Flex Power Tools. (laughs) Or is it D, A, and B? The Correct answer is C, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Levi is a wonderful company that makes quality jeans that I wear every day. When I'm in a pair of Levi's, you can guarantee I'm having a good day. (laughs) We'll cut whatever segment out of this or into this that we need to, depending on what happens. (laughs) Levi's, the only ones for me. Listen, A was a positive thing. Yeah, I know they have their like don't wash jeans thing, which is supposed to help Earth or whatever. <laughs> help Earth. Or whatever. <laughs> Go to help earth or whatever.com slash Levi's today. <laughs> I guess the answer the actual answer is A and B, but C is the correct answer in my heart. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? In the spirit of that, <laughs> we're moving on to the question number six. I'll intro it first. Question number six. The Quakes normally play in PayPal Park, so we might as well take a shot at PayPal founder and billionaire tech dark lord Peter Thiel, too, in a special subjective Travis's Choice round. The question is, which rabbit hole should people Google and fall into first? Is it A, Palantir, Thiel's terrifying surveillance and data mining company, which contracts with ICE to help convict migrants, with over 300 cities in California alone, with many other state and federal agencies, and with megacorps like J.P. Morgan and Airbus? B, Gawker, the beloved New York City blog, which once offended Thiel in a post and later went bankrupt after losing a lawsuit to Hulk Hogan, who didn't like that Gawker revealed a video of him having sex with his best friend, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, which all parties, including Bubba the Love Sponge, consented to. But Bubba the Love Sponge told the Hulkster he wouldn't be filming it, and he did. Anyway, Peter Thiel secretly bankrolled the whole lawsuit just to get revenge on Gawker. Is it C, parabiasis, the the procedure that Thiel has been rumored to take part in regularly, which involves getting blood plasma transfusions from young healthier men in an effort to extend his own longevity or is it dc steading a project he funded to build lawless autonomous island nations off the coast of panama jesus christ he truly is like a demon Every, everyone attached to paypal has is a bad person like if you worked at paypal when paypal was invented you have committed a war crime and i'm sure of it <laughs> i mean maybe, Thiel, honestly that's not super hyperbolic yeah I mean, I only knew the first two, so I need to look into the boy's blood that he's injecting into his body and the autonomous nations that he's building in the islands. I mean, Palantir is a really scary one. Palantir is like, he's coming for all of us. That's A. The Gawker one is fun and directly hurt people we knew in New York. Like, we know people who have been fucked by the Gawker lawsuit. That's true. Um, I want, okay, Most of I'm going to say, Hulk Hogan, I'm going to say, of course. Yeah, the Hulkster really suffered by winning a bunch of money, I guess. the I'm going to say D, people should look into the islands, because that's the one I'm going to look into, because I would live on a lawless island. That would rule. Oh, 
Oh, turns out Peter Thiel is good, actually. Yeah. I Wait, I'm going to take that back, because now that I think what a lawless <laughs> island would be used for, it's Epstein's island. I don't want to live on that oh. island. Oh, no. I take it back. What was Epstein's I'm a involvement good strike in the boy. early days of PayPal? <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah, Jeffrey Epstein was another board member, along with Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> a real Mount Rushmore. <laughs> So are we are we sticking with D? Yeah, people should look at D. Great. Everybody have fun. Travis is right. Question number seven. That was fun. Let's seven. do a bonus subjective. What? <laughs> we have so many questions. Keep going. This is the last one. We're doing a bonus subjective Travis's choice round <laughs> that we may or may not cut for time if we need to. Because <laughs> right answers don't mean anything in this game anyway. So the question is, but actually, what is the best way to San Jose? Is it A, the five? It's faster and more direct and you're less likely to get stuck in the weather if the weather gets bad. Is it B, the 101, it's more scenic and you get to drive through places like Santa Barbara and, Mon- and Monterey, and the 5 is boring as hell with nowhere to stop? Is it C, fly, idiot, Southwest goes direct Burbank to San Jose, what are you, scared, you fucking loser? Or is it D, <laughs> oh, there's actually an E on this one. Is it D, I can't afford any of this shit, I'm too lazy to leave the house for a goddamn home game anyway, or is it E, other, your choice? You know, Darren, it depends on the context. I, it is like... If I'm going, if I'm driving up to the San Jose earthquake game, I'm not taking the 101. It's so much longer. <laughs> it's like you take the 101 when you're taking a road trip with your family. You're going to see some sights along the way. But if I'm going up for a Saturday 430 game, that means I'm probably leaving Saturday morning. I'm not taking the leisurely way. It's all business. I, I mean, I would definitely. If I, it's Southwest, yeah, we can afford it. A Southwest flight is going to be the same price as gas there and back. Yeah, take the Southwest flight. It does, this is it actually from turned out to be a very objective, correct answer. Which is it this from Burbank? Is, I, yeah, Burbank's direct. Yeah, to San you're, Jose. there's no reason not to take Burbank to San Jose. Wow, it's the same price as filling up your gar- your car both ways. Yeah, and unless you're taking like the LAFC bus, there's not a good train. That train takes forever and is so much money. I've always wanted to ride that train, but it is way too much. The like surf comer, beach comer, whatever. Um, Trains are yeah. A real, you're flying a real Southwest. Trick. Final answer C. That's absolutely right. I thought this was subjective, but really, I should have just trusted you to know the objective answer before I did. <laughs> the only Travis, downside is won the Southwest. Game. Yes. That was our game. Thank you for playing, and thank you for following along at home if you did. When we come back, we're going to make some bets. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment called Bet It and Forget It. Bet It and Forget It. Every week, Travis and I end the show with a bet for this week's game. We make an outlandish prediction for the week, and that thing probably won't happen. Almost definitely won't, but could. Each week, we both put up $5, and if no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. And eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. A safe assumption, neither of our bets cashed last week. <laughs> so the bet pool this week is $40, uh-huh. I believe. My bet uh, was that oh, Chirundolo yeah. and Jim Curtin would get That's into right. it. And did you see that as they were walking into the locker rooms at halftime, they started arguing with each other? Did they? Yes, I thought it was going to happen. I was like, "Oh my god!" But they didn't. They didn't. Not enough to win the bet, right? I didn't see the. No, video. it was. It was all verbal. Okay. Would you describe it as getting into it? Because the bet was they get into it. Oh, that's true. I. It, it seemed like they were arguing about. It, it this is a very no. This, is, this means the bet is not Yeah, the, getting into it means a line was crossed. Tape. 
I think I think this I is our I first did. instance. Hold on, I think this is our first instance of better and forget it VAR. I know. I, 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 I think it, it goes without saying that if people <laughs> didn't tweet at me that it happened, it didn't happen. Like we know that people would have tipped me off if I won. It, they didn't get into it. No need to check. What was your prediction? Right. I forget. My prediction was a goal from over half a field. Oh right, which also happen. did not happen. I'm on a uh, I'm on a really cool shot kick. Uh huh. So this week my bet is you're on a really cool goal. kick kick. Oh, folks, we need writers, okay? <laughs> AI can't uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> my my bet this week is an Olympico gold. Whoa, that's fun. Um, my it bet, will be if it happens. Yeah, my bet, and I'm very confident. I know this is going to happen. Um, wow. Confident this week. At some point during the match against Monterey Bay FC, we will be down by two goals. We will go down by oh, two fuck. goals to Monterey Bay FC. My God. That's, I don't know how the game ends, but at some point in the game, we will have two goals to make up against Monterey Bay. Should I change it to two Olympico goals? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, weird <laughs> shit happens in US Open Cup, and our players are not going to be thinking about winning this game. It's going to be sure. like Duenas and like du- four guys. Say, from- Duenas. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. That's our show. Darren, take us away. Just a reminder, we'll be live streaming a post-game show 10 minutes after the game on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Talk to us in the chat. If you want to call in to talk, we'll post a link to join us in our studio. You can be on the live stream. It's a lot of fun. Travis, take us away. Also, I'm putting in the show notes a link to that fund that helps crew and other below-the-line people who are affected by the writer's strike. You just have to make sure that you choose in the drop-down if you donate TV and film. Anything will help. People are out of work right now because of our labor action. The money does not go to writers. It goes to people who are working on sets and building sets. If you can donate anything at all, I know it will God go forbid a writers way. Get paid. <laughs> our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and I think TikTok. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe and review the podcast five stars. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a like. That's something that we're supposed to say. It goes a long way to getting us new listeners for you to do all this stuff. If you have any new friends you think that might enjoy the podcast or might enjoy even calling in after the game drunk and angry, please send them our way. Those are our favorite fans. We're doing this entirely on our own dime. So anytime we meet new people, we see new listeners, we see our numbers going up, which they continue to do. And we want to thank you so much. It really means a lot. It just makes it all worth it that we do this and we love doing it. Uh, That's it. You're here. Here's. Thanks again. We'll see you on the live stream, baby. I love you. I love you. See you at Levi's. Thank you so much, Levi's. We love you, actually. I love you. Thank you for your jeans. I don't watch them because you told me. I love you. They really are made in the USA, I think, for the most part. I love you. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.